This message comes from NPR sponsor Rosetta Stone, an expert in language learning for 30 years. Right now, NPR listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership to 25 different languages for 50% off. Learn more at rosettastone.com NPR. We start this hour in Ukraine, where a crisis at a nuclear plant appears to be escalating. Earlier today, the head of the International Atomic Energy Agency put out a statement saying the risk of an accident at the Zaporizhia nuclear power plant had, quote, significantly increased. He called for an immediate nuclear safety zone around the plant. Let me be clear. The shelling around Zaporizhia nuclear power plant must stop. NPR's Jeff Brumfield has been tracking these developments and joins us now. Hi, Jeff. Hi there, Elsa. Okay, so can you just catch us up on the latest? What exactly is happening right now? Right. So this is a Ukrainian plant. It's been occupied by Russia since March, but Ukrainians continue to operate it. And it's been supplying power to both Russian and Ukrainian-held territory. The current situation really started in August. There was this big uptick in shelling. Both sides blame each other for that. But at the start of this month, that shelling led the last main power line connecting the plant to the grid uh, to go down. And about four days after that, a backup line went down. That means the entire plant has been cut off from the electricity grid for about four days. And that's not good because nuclear plants need power. And explain why that is. Right. So these plants obviously produce electricity, but they also require it to operate all their safety systems and most importantly, their cooling systems. Pumps to keep water moving through the cores uh, and keep them from overheating need to keep running. If they stop, a meltdown is, is possible. God. Okay, but you said that they've been without power from the grid for four days now. Do we know how they've been keeping the plant safe during that time? Yeah. Interestingly, this type of reactor is able to run in something called islanding operation mode. That basically means that they keep one of the reactors on, but turn it way down so it's not producing a lot of power. It's a pretty cool trick, and it can power the rest of the plant, but it can't go on forever because the other equipment just isn't designed to run at low power like this. And Grossi also says the workers are a factor. They live in a nearby town that's lost power, water, and sewage. He's concerned that the staff will have to leave for their own safety. And that's another reason that the plant's Ukrainian owners are discussing whether to shut it down. So if they do shut down the last reactor at the plant, does that mean this crisis will be over? So unfortunately not. It actually makes things a little bit worse in the short term. I mean, if you think of a nuclear plant like cooking uh, on a Uh stove, you might think it's like a stove. You can turn down the stove and it just turns off. But it's actually more like cooking on charcoal. So even Uh when you're done, those coals stay hot. And that means water needs to keep going to the cores. Um, I spoke to a nuclear engineer named Steve Nesbitt with the American Nuclear Society. He says uh, all plants are prepared for this kind of emergency. They have backup generators to keep the water pumping. We don't want to go on the diesel generators, but it's a, it's a situation you can, you can abide by for a while. And in the case of Zaporizhia, the IAEA says they normally have about 10 days of fuel on site, but it might be a little less because we know they've had to run those generators a little bit. Okay, so if they shut the reactor down, the clock starts ticking, they'll need to get more fuel to the site for those generators. I don't want to speculate too much here, but what would be the worst case scenario at that point? Well, the worst case scenario is the generators run out of fuel, the reactors heat up, and there might be a meltdown. But just before we go, I want to say this won't be a Chernobyl-like crisis. These are much newer reactors. Uh, They're safer. They have containment buildings that could potentially help. 
The IAEA doesn't want to test any of this stuff. And for that reason, they're calling on all sides to cut it out, knock it off right now. That is NPR's Jeff Brumfield. Thank you so much, Jeff. Thank you. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Homes.com. You don't just live in your home. You live in your neighborhood as well. So when you're shopping for a home, you want to know as much about the area around it as possible. Luckily, Homes.com has got you covered. Each listing features a comprehensive neighborhood guide from local experts. Everything you'd ever want to know about a neighborhood, including the number of homes for sale, local amenities, and even things like median lot size and a noise score. Homes.com. We've done your homework. Support for NPR and the following message come from IXL Online. Is your child asking questions on their homework you don't feel equipped to answer? IXL Learning uses advanced algorithms to give the right help to each kid, no matter the age or personality. One subscription gets you everything. One site for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And NPR listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com NPR. What does it mean to be Black in America? In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, a collection of stories as varied, nuanced, and dynamic as Black experiences, you'll hear... It means everything. Search NPR Black Stories, Black Truths wherever you get your podcast.